Good morning. Welcome to worship today. Uh, I want to begin by introducing our, our guest preacher, our special guest, uh, Bishop Joy Mortensen Weeby. Uh, she also has her daughter Julia with her, with her too. Uh, welcome for being here today. Uh, yeah, so Bishop Joy was elected uh, and installed last fall uh, to, as Bishop of the South Central Synod of Wisconsin, a synod of 138 worshiping communities, including Trinity, and uh, we're so glad you could be here today. And we also have a special privilege today of, of being able to welcome Bishop Joy and her husband, Darren, who is not here because uh, he's serving as an interim in Marshall um, as members of Trinity. So we're so uh, glad to welcome her. So, yeah. <laughs> and then just a couple of announcements before we begin today. Um, Today is God's Work, Our Hands Sunday. You see some of these yellow t-shirts. Um, and it's a national day of service in our denomination. Uh, churches all over the country today are uh, serving their neighbor in a variety of ways. Here at Trinity, we're, we're going to keep things pretty simple after church today. We're going to pass out some garbage bags. And if you want to go with a Trinity friend and pick up some trash in the neighborhood, it's a good visible way to show that we care. We'll also have an inside option where we'll be putting together some kits that we pass out in the office for people who uh, come by in need. So if you would like to participate in that, you're welcome to as well. Um, just uh, We're trying something new starting tomorrow. Um, we're having a prayer and care conference call at noon. Um, this is a chance to pray for a, a wider number of people to take prayer requests. If you're interested in being part of that conference call, talk to me and we can get you the information. Um, it's a little bit of an experiment uh, and we'll see how it goes. And we did get um, one last minute prayer request today, just this, just this morning. Um, uh, Don and Joyce Knutson's nephew, Jeremy, was hiking in the mountains and they haven't, he hasn't come back yet. And so they asked for prayers uh, as they look for him today. So pray for Don and Joyce and for their nephew, Jeremy, and for those who are looking for him. And finally, uh, I think we all have on our mind on September 12th, uh, all the uh, events for the anniversary yesterday, and so I thought we'd begin with a word of prayer uh, in remembrance of September 11th. Please pray with me. God of peace, turn our eyes to your mercy as we remember September 11th. Bring comfort to those who mourn, relief to those who witness devastation, healing to those still suffering physical or emotional trauma, and reconciliation to a world in need of peace. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. We begin our service with our prelude music, a time to center ourselves and prepare our hearts and minds for worship.
Please stand as you are able and face the baptismal font. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose teaching is life, whose presence is sure, and whose love is endless. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins to the one who welcomes us with an open heart. God, our comforter, like lost sheep we have gone astray. We gaze upon abundance and see scarcity. We turn our faces away from injustice and oppression. We exploit the earth with our apathy and greed. Free us from our sin, gracious God. Listen when we call out to you for help. Lead us by your love to love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. By the gift of grace in Christ Jesus, God makes you righteous. Receive with glad hearts the forgiveness of all your sins. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, through suffering and rejection, you bring forth our salvation. And by the glory of the cross, you transform our lives. Grant that for the sake of the gospel, we may turn from the lure of evil, take up our cross, and follow your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Please be seated. The first reading is from Isaiah, the 50th chapter. The Lord God has given me the tongue of a teacher, that I may know how to sustain the weary with word. Morning by morning he wakens, wakens my ear. To listen as those who are taught, the Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I did not turn backward. I gave my back to those who struck me and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I did not hide my face from insult and spitting. The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been disgraced, therefore I have set my face like flint. And I know that I shall, be, shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who are my adversaries? Let them confront me. It is the Lord God who helps me, who will declare me guilty. Word of God, word of life. I love the Lord who has heard my voice and listened to my supplication. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I came to grief and sorrow. Then I called upon the name of the Lord. Lord, I pray you save your life. Gracious is the Lord and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord watches over the innocent. He was brought low and God saved me. Turn again. To your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt well with you. For you have rescued my life from death, my eyes from tears, and my feet from stumbling. I will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. The second lesson, it doesn't say where it's from. James, James, thank you. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, 
the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what they give in return for their life, those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. The Holy Gospel this morning is found in the Gospel according to Mark, the eighth chapter. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves Take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. 
For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in glory, in the glory of his Father and of the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, as we have heard your word proclaimed, we also trust that your spirit brings that word to life, that your spirit challenges us and surrounds us and calls us to action. So be with us, Lord, in this space and in this moment and in this day to be about your work, to be your hands, your feet, your presence in our world and in our neighborhood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. First of all, let me tell you how delighted I am to be with you today. I have uh, worshipped with you many times online, and I, along with my husband Darren, are delighted to be joining um, as members with you at Trinity today. Um, It's exciting for me. Um, but I, should, I would also be neglectful if I did not bring you greetings this day um, as the Bishop of the South Central Synod. As Andy mentioned, we are in the South Central Synod, 138 worshiping communities. And this day, um, all 138 of them are worshiping in some fashion, right? Some are all online still. Some are worshiping back in their buildings. Some are out in parking lots. Um, Some are achieving all three of those at one time, Um, but we are worshiping today um, siblings in Christ, um, some using this very gospel, some using a different portion of scripture this morning, but we worship the same Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are our siblings in Christ, and I bring you greetings from all of them this morning. It is a delight to be with you, and it is a delight to serve with you. Um, One of the things that... um, The group of bishops who are elected at the same time as I was, we call ourselves the COVID bishops um, because we were all elected online. Uh, One of the things we were reflecting on as we all cross over about a year since our election was that a lot of people will say, oh, it's a really tough job to be a bishop. And it is, but we are also reflecting on what a great amount of fun we get to have as we go from place to place worshiping and gathering. So thank you for um, allowing me to be in such a uh, wonderful and fun calling. And because I was so excited this morning, I will confess to you right away, I forgot my sermon prop. I had a prop this morning, (laughs) and I forgot it. But I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, My sermon prop this morning was and is a plant that I have had for about 30 years. And my daughter's going to know exactly which plant I'm talking about. You can see her nodding up there in the fourth row. Um, It's a plant that is aptly, I think, called a snake plant. If I have any phobia in life, and I do, it's one, it's about snakes. Can't, you will hear, you can, I live about nine minutes from here. If I see a snake in my backyard, you will hear me screaming here. Just be warned. Anyways, this snake plant... I received when my Uncle Red died when I was in college. At least I'm pretty sure that's when I got it. 
Um, I'm not sure exactly how long he had this particular plant before that. I just know that it's been a part of my life for a very long time, at least uh, more than half of my life. And I'm not sure how it happened to like follow me all these years of my life. I don't know if he got it from someone or if he picked it up somewhere or if he gave it to my Aunt Gladys as a present. Um, and I'm pretty sure he took better care of it over the years than I did. Nevertheless, when I water this particular plant, it fills me with nostalgia. Nostalgia for the days of my youth, when I would go to my Uncle Red's and my Aunt Gladys's for fish fries. They would have fish fries in their backyard. I'm not sure why they never did it in their house. Probably because it smelled bad and there was a lot of oil. Or when my brother and I would ride our bikes from my grandma's house down to their house on our bikes. The bikes, our first bikes that my Uncle Red and Aunt Gladys bought for us. It fills me with nostalgia, but also this plant fills me with a bit of guilt. Guilt for when I look at this plant. Because I know that even as precious as it is, I have not always treated it well. In fact, I have rarely treated it well. I have mostly taken it for granted. It has blended into the background of my life for as many years as I have raised our children, moved houses, and changed jobs and calls. I am sure that over those 30 years, there are many weeks, maybe even a few months, when it received no water. Probably many, two day, many days too, when it received very little sunshine because I forgot to pull up the shade or open the curtains. But the amazing thing to me is that no matter how much I have neglected this poor plant, no matter how much I have taken it for granted, no matter how much it has blended into the landscape of my life, it has also persisted. It has been resilient. It has been tenacious. It has been present. It has continued to grow. It has even, despite all of these terrible odds against it, flourish. And it has continued to remind me of love. Today in our gospel, Jesus says, Who do you say that I am? And the crowd gives various answers until Peter, it's always Peter, right? Peter steps out and says, well, you're the Messiah. Of course, you're the Messiah. And of course, then Peter gets a stern rebuke. And this ends up being the thing that we usually remember from this passage. Get behind me, Satan. Right? We remember the shocking words of this passage. When Jesus is somewhat out of character and he says, get behind me, Satan. It's a jarring part of that passage. You are setting your mind on human things and not divine things. So who do we say that Jesus is? Do we even know? Sometimes we think we do. 
Sometimes we are bold like Peter and we blurt out very confidently, well, you're the Messiah. It's really easy on Christmas. It's pretty easy on Easter. It's pretty easy even when we gather during the season of Lent to confidently and boldly say, you are the Messiah. Other times, we recite things that we know about Jesus. You know, the stories that some of us grew up with in Sunday school. The stuff that comes easily. And we think then we know who Jesus is. When in fact, to know Jesus is more like knowing about my humble little plant which I know sounds rather scandalous. But bear with me just a bit longer. I've told you about my little plant. I told you its story. I've confessed to you that I'm a bad plant owner. But I've also told you the characteristics of my plant. It's resilient. It's present. It's continued to grow and flourish. To know Jesus is not just a matter of knowing the stories of Jesus. It's a matter of being in relationship with Jesus. It's a matter of knowing the characteristics of Jesus. And it's a matter of knowing that Jesus wants to be in relationship with you. Jesus does want to be in relationship with you. Jesus is in relationship with you. It's a matter of knowing that nothing that you can do can separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing that you can do this day, nothing that you did yesterday, nothing that you can do tomorrow will separate you from the love of Jesus Christ. Nothing. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some of you may have been baptized back at that very font. Some of you were baptized at different fonts. But when you were doused with that water, you rose from that water a new creation. And when you rose from that water a new creation, You were given life, life in Jesus Christ, that no matter what, you will never be abandoned. Jesus Christ will always be with you. Jesus Christ is resilient. Jesus Christ is present. Jesus Christ puts up with being neglected. If you've neglected Jesus Christ for 30 years, it doesn't matter. If you've never opened the curtain or pulled back the shade or lifted the shade or pulled back the curtain, Jesus Christ is still there. You can't get rid of Jesus because you've been born a child of God and you're loved and cared for. We moved to Madison last December after I was elected bishop. 
And I took another look at that plant, because it's like the fifth house now that we've lived in. And my mother also had some of this very same plant. And she decided it was time to break hers up and give some of that plant to Julia, my daughter who's here. You know what the amazing thing is? We now have like 45 of these snake plants in our house. <laughs> At least. Try moving all those. But you know what? That's also a little bit of the kingdom of God, right? Our call. It's God's work, our hands Sunday. Our call is to do the very same thing with what we've got inside of us. We've got this call of Jesus who we know is powerful, resilient, loving, caring, passionate. And we're called to share that out in the world. We're called to tell that good news of that Lord and Savior who doesn't ever give up on us, loves us despite anything that we do or say or are. And we're called to go and share that everywhere, out into our world. So today, when you go out and pick up trash in this neighborhood, when people go, why are those people wearing those yellow shirts? You're sharing that good news. You're planting seeds. Even if you don't talk to anybody, they're seeing you, they're knowing, you're sharing love. And bonus points if you say a few things. Just say, I'm here because I believe in Jesus Christ who loves me unconditionally. Who do you say that I am? You are the Messiah. We know this. And our Messiah, our Lord and Savior, loves us completely, totally, in every minute, and in every day. So on this day, this God's Work Our Hands Sunday, I invite you to risk a little and share it where you can. And to know it in your hearts. Believe it with your lives. And cherish it always. Amen. We continue with our next hymn, which is God's Work, Our Hands.
First of all, thank you, Bishop Joy, for bringing the word to us today, and we're so welcome, to, so happy to welcome you today. And uh, we'll find some other way to welcome Darren some other Sunday. Uh, for, for now, we'll welcome you on his behalf as well. So. <laughs> Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of bap- baptism and for Darren and Bishop Joy, one with us in the body of Christ, whom we welcome as new members of the Trinity family in addition to their callings within our synod. As I said at the beginning of the service, Bishop Joy was elected and installed as the Bishop of the South Central Synod of Wisconsin in the fall of 2020. Before that, she served as pastor of St. Luke's Lutheran Church in Slinger, Wisconsin. And it's customary for bishops when they are uh, elected in a synod to transfer their membership to a congregation within the synod. And so we hope you will feel at home in all 138 worshiping communities, but Uh, especially whenever you come to Trinity, that you will feel like you have a home here. So thank you for being here. Joy's husband, Darren, has been serving as an interim pastor in our synod, and currently he serves as interim pastor in Holy Trinity Lutheran in Marshall, Wisconsin, which is where he is this morning. Joy and Darren have two adult daughters, Julia, who's here today, and Alida. Alida. And given their Sunday morning responsibilities, we might not see Bishop Joy and Darren very often, but again, whenever you are here, we'll be so happy. Uh, Whenever we welcome new members, we remember our baptisms with thanksgiving, which is why we are gathered here at at the font. In baptism, we are welcomed into the body of Christ and sent to share in the mission of God. We are called to live among God's faithful people, to hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Sister in Christ, do you intend to continue in the covenant of your baptism among God's people in this place? And if so, say, I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. I do, and I ask God to help and guide me. And now, people of God, we offer our support and prayers as well. People of God, do you promise to support and pray for these new members in their life in Christ? If so, respond with, we do, and we ask God to help and guide us. We We do, do. we ask God to help and guide us. And will you receive joy as our bishop, as a servant of God and a shepherd in the church? Will you pray for her, help and honor her for her work's sake, and in all things strive together in the peace and unity of Christ? If so, respond together. We do, and we ask God to help and guide us. And at this point, Deasia, if you would like to present a gift from our congregation to Bishop Joy. <laughs> yeah. And we know that Bishop Joy has to go somewhere shortly after the service today, so she might not be walking the streets with us, but uh, uh, you're welcome to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now you have a Trinity-branded shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Let us welcome Joy and Darren as siblings in Christ to this community of faith. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. Let's welcome Bishop Joy and Darren with a round of applause. (laughs) And our service will continue with our prayers. May children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need.
Revealing God, you have made yourself known through bread and wine, water, and the word. Continue to nurture your church, that it is a place where your presence is experienced and shared. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Creating God, you brought life into being and called it good. Bring new creation to lands devastated by tornadoes, hurricanes, floods, fires, and other disasters, especially those affected by Hurricane Ida. Restore forests and curb overflowing waters. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, you dwell among all who experience hardship and the depths of distress. Twenty years on, there still are so many loose threads and upended lives account of the terror attacks on 9-11. Empower people of goodwill everywhere to be weavers of our collective life and uplifters of the downtrodden. Relieve every heart that rages and mourns and will not be settled. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Transforming God, you announce release to the captives and freedom to the oppressed. Break chains of discrimination and injustice. Amplify voices that go unheard and inspire us to advocate for those who are overlooked. Lord, in your mercy. Forming God, you gather this community together, shape our communal life that in our prayer, praise, and worship, we honor you and encourage one another. Keep our disagreements civil and increase our joy in working together. Lord, in your mercy. Comforting God, you are the source of health and healing. Let your love, care, loving care surround those struggling with physical or mental illness and those who are receiving treatment or recovering from medical procedures, especially Deniah, Galen, John, Jim, Kristen, and all those we name now aloud or silently. Redeeming God, you accompany your people through every stage of life. We give you thanks for the saints who now rest in your embrace, especially Bud and Audrey Fadness, Lois Frazier. Lord, in your mercy, hear our hear prayer. prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and those in our hearts known only to you, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Mm -hmm. Also with you. Please turn around and wave or share a sign of peace with those around you.
Yeah, I'll just leave it open here. And can, well, I, I kind of, you say something at the very end. And we won't be passing an offering plate today, uh, but there is an offering plate back by the baptismal font where either when you're on your way up for communion or on your way out today or at some other point, you can leave an offering um, at the offering plate by the baptismal font. And we'll hear our musical offering. and work. 
please stand as you are able. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Mighty and merciful Lord, heaven and earth are full of your glory. In great love you sent to us Jesus, your Son, who reached out to heal the sick and suffering, who preached good news to the poor, and who on the cross opened his arms to all. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after the supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his death, resurrection, and ascension, we await his coming in glory. Pour out upon us the spirit of your love, O Lord, and unite the wills of all who share this heavenly food the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated as we uh, share some instructions for communion. For communion today, you will uh, come forward by going to the side aisles and coming up. And at the front, there will be two tables with empty cups in them. 
you will pick up one of those empty cups and bring them to the railing where it will be filled with wine and where you will receive bread. If you desire uh, grape juice or gluten-free, those things are at those side tables as well, and you can grab them and bring them to the railing. After you commune at the railing, you'll return down the center aisle, placing your empty glass in this little bowl at the center aisle. Uh, as you come forward, please be mindful of social distancing. Try and keep about six feet between you and people outside of your household. Likewise, at the railing, try and keep some, uh, some distance between you and those outside your household. We're not going to be measuring, but uh, just... Uh, Again, I'm about six feet tall, so about one Pastor Andy turned sideways length apart, okay? <laughs> uh, all are welcome to commune with us today. This is the Lord's table, not Trinity Lutheran's table, and it is Christ who invites you. And so uh, if you want to come forward, please do. If you want to come forward but not receive communion, just cross your arms on your chest, and we will offer a simple blessing. All is now ready. Uh, these are the gifts of God for the people of God.
as you are able. Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in God's grace. Amen. Lord of life, in the gift of your body and blood, you turn the crumbs of our faith into a feast of salvation. Send us forth into the world with shouts of joy, bearing witness to the abundance of your love in Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. So just a word um, to kind of clarify the directions for the sending hymn. Um, we're going to sing the piece just as it's written. So we'll do verses 1 and 2 in Zulu. <laughs> yes, we'll try. We'll approximate as best we can. And then verses 1 and 2 in English. Um, the best... Uh, 
help I can give you is what I gleaned off the internet, and I'm going to just say the Zulu for you so you feel brave enough to try it with me. Um, tuma Mina is uh, Tuma Mina. We say that a bunch of times. Tuma Mina. And then the N, uh, when you see an N before another consonant, you just barely do the N sound. Nkosi Yam. And then the next verse is India Vuma. India Vuma. India Vuma. Nkosi Yam. So we'll give it a try. Here we go. our God's Work, Our Hands Sunday with an affirmation of Christian vocation, remembering that this is a day of service, but what we're really celebrating is what we, the ways we serve 365 days a year. So please join me in affirming our vocations as disciples of Christ. Siblings in Christ, both our work and our rest are in God. Will you endeavor to pattern your life on the Lord Jesus Christ? in gratitude to God and in service to others, at morning and evening, at work and play, all the days of your life. If so, respond together with the words in your bulletin. I will and I ask God to help me. Almighty God, by the power of the Spirit, you have knit us, your servants, into the one body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Look with favor upon us in our commitment to serve in Christ's name. Give us courage, patience, and vision and strengthen us all in our Christian vocation of witness to the world and of service to others. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. People of God, you are Christ's body, bringing new life to a suffering world. The Holy Trinity, one God, bless you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. The living word dwells in you. Thanks be to God.